Hey, how you doing today? My name's Dean. I am a Oregonian. Uh, I'm also an identical twin, which means that I grew up with no identity. <laughs> As, um, and that's part of my backstory. So this is Don't Talk About It, and it's based around all the things that we are thinking constantly, societally, and we're not supposed to talk about them. Um, and I find in my profession of a being a wellness consultant and working with people on their goals and their um, their personal struggles that we all have like the same stories, um, like the feelings that that we're generating inside, and it's it's not. Um, unique and we're not alone. I mean, our each experience is unique. I totally understand that. And what I'm sharing with is just my perspective on things. These are these are not anything that's that has to resonate in you. You know, maybe a little bit does, maybe maybe none of it does. Um, maybe all of it does. So but there I realize as I'm interacting with People of all ages, um, all levels of ability, um, both physical, mental, uh, what we end up with is this very same feeling of inadequacies and um, lack of ownership, accountability, and it, a lot of it boils down to lack of acceptance of ourself. And I always accepted myself as a twin, but I never realized until I was about 30 years old um, that I never accepted myself as an individual. And that's, that's also part of uh, my backstory. I'm uh, very passionate about what I do. Um, I am somebody who does not get deterred um, by policy procedure. I am more about people and passion. And uh what is right. I feel like we all have different perspectives, so we need to be open to listening to those different perspectives. And um, one of the, the lessons that I want to talk about through this is um, the fact that a lot of us don't do listening. What we do is prolonged silence, and we're just waiting to speak. We've actually tuned out and stopped listening. and. I realize now in my wiser years, so to say, that we need to be listening because if we're not, then to me, it just reminds me of like Google Maps where you just put in your destination and it's dead ahead. We're that we're only looking straight. And life is about taking time from my perspective. Life is about taking that time to gaze out the window. If we're so focused on where we're going, we're missing all the observations along the way that impact our ability to get to our final destination of that goal, of that new job, um, of that new podcast. I mean, for me, this is... Um, a first time. It's actually part of my um, challenge um, with this COVID crisis that's currently around our nation. Um, I'm somebody who interacts with a lot of people throughout the day, and I'm currently not. 
And I have listened to myself that this is a struggle for me. And part of that struggle is that I'm feeling that I'm not able to contribute. Um, I'm contributing by staying home, absolutely. And, you know, following my guidelines and doing what I need to do to protect those around me. But but this is my contribution to myself and my contribution to all of you who are listening. Um, these are my stories. Uh, I, I don't know if all of them are, you know, making sense at the time. A lot of them do. And then I'm like, oh, I have an epiphany. And, you know, I used to say should a lot. And I realized that we, we are wise not to should all over each other. I've also realized that vulnerability is something that is um, empowering and it's not something that is debilitating. And anybody who does empower themselves, I applaud you and I'm proud of you for doing so um, because you know what is content with you. You know what's right. And there's a difference between contentness and constantly seeking happiness. And being a hyperactive passionate, identical twin individual. Um, I just, I see all these crazy things going and, and, you know, I just feel like we got to get out there and talk about them just a little bit. But then we're instantly told, don't talk about it. So, so this is a little glimpse into who I am. And, um, this will be our first podcast, the intro each week. I'm going to try to put out a different lesson. Um, that I've learned and I've experienced. Some of them are lessons I've listened to through peers and some of them are my own personal experiences. And, um, and I just, I think it's just something that, you know, my hopes is if we put it out there that more people will be willing to talk about it. Um, and realize that, you know, we all have, drastically different experiences that leave us feeling very similar and nobody questions why. And, um, so here's, here's a little bit about me. We're going to change topics here. We're going to get onto a new track for this train. Um, I, I grew up in, in Southern Oregon and I went to college in Northern Oregon. I am a Oregon state alumni. Um, and I, I, I chose Oregon state because of its beautiful campus, but Mainly, I chose Oregon State because I felt trapped. My my twin brother went there for engineering school, and I felt like I did not have an individual identity, so I had to go to college with him. And that, you know, first year was really, really different um, because that, that feeling that I had, I had to go there with him, but, but at the time, I had a girlfriend, so I, I actually chose to stay locally and and that was the first time that I realized that my identity is being a twin and my identity is not a reflection of self um, however I was you know very immature at the time so it was just a realization and I said oh I'm doing things to fix it I'm you know listening to podcasts and I'm I'm listening to people, but I'm not, I wasn't actually listening. What I realize now uh, as an adult, um, a more mature adult, um, at age 30, I I realized this and at age 35, I'm still working on it hard, is that a lot of times we don't listen. We just do prolonged silence. 
And that prolonged silence is time where we're thinking about other things. We already have our answer. We've made up our mind to what we're going to respond to in the conversation. At that point, we are not having a conversation. We are just trading information. Um, and we all know how we trade information. It you know, usually ends up a, a piece of paper or an email that gets filed away somewhere. And uh, we never look at it. We never read those details. So, so are our interactions on a day-to-day basis actually conversations, or is it just a, a sequence of trading information? Um, so that first year of being a part was, was really interesting, and, and I, I, it was so hard that I actually went to Oregon State the following year. And I always told everybody it was because I changed my major, but really... I, I went because I couldn't be away from my brother. I felt like I couldn't exist without him. And I realized that my identity of being a twin um, and constantly being compared. I mean, people will walk up to us and ask us, you know, hey, is are you guys the same? Do you like the same things? Do you like the same girls? Is everything the same? I mean, everything. And it, it, it's like... You know, we're, we're, we're two different effing people at the end of the day. And we're instantly kind of looked at as freaks societally. And um, part of that was a, a great opportunity for me because I utilized that being a twin. Um, I am a extrovert with no filter who has, you know, duct tape in the garage, you know, so when his wife is tired of uh, him talking for the night and is having a hard time shutting up. He can, you know, self, self-contain. But my, my wife has actually been kind of the, the, the best part of developing who I am as an individual because she was the first person I met in my life that challenged me to be me and not be this facade version of um, who I thought I was supposed to be. Um, and I feel like, and a lot of that comes from this twin identity um, of who you have to be. I remember starting every conversation within the first like minute mentioning that I I, I was a twin, and and it, it you know, and for me it's that identity of being a twin. But you know, for other people maybe it's it's that barista, or maybe it's um, the fact that you are a veteran or maybe it's the fact that you are a doctor or a physical therapist and you know those are all elements that make up who you are but you know for a lot of us you know I feel like that doesn't clearly define who we are it's just a a fraction of us and and I continue to put the jigsaw pieces of my life together and I'm slowly starting to see the picture of who I am but it's because I'm internally looking and searching, and I'm gazing out the window. I'm not just entering my final destination and letting Google take me there. And 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 when we we do this internal looking, it's scary and it's really hard. And uh, I I knew I needed to you know reflect on that, and I just refused to for so long. And then you know, and then I finally started doing so, and I realized, oh my God, it is so much easier to own your your messes to own your your faults 
You know, like if somebody's pissed off at you and you just instantly look at them and be like, hey, you are right. I jacked this up big time. How can I make it up to you? You know, we instantly see that person's reaction go to like, oh shit. It's like the wind is out of their sails because we don't see ownership all the time. We are like constantly in this fight or flight mode based on our emotions. And it's like in doing so, we we don't listen, you know, because we're we're just in in response mode with these checkpoints. Um, because what we do identifies who we are, but it, it's it's a lack of understanding. I feel like that we can have separate togetherness. And I feel like we're all experiencing that right now, especially with um, you know our home restrictions and um, people that we you know had gaps through throughout the day. You know we'd go to work, then we'd come home, and now we're constantly forced to see these people. And it doesn't mean that we love them any less. It's that it's a change. Um, I know my wife and I are really embracing separate togetherness. Uh, it's the first time that I realized um, the value of a set of headphones uh <laughs> you know i thought why the hell the headphones cost like 150 dollars and then you know when you're stuck alone for so long and and you're you realize that you need to be an individual in order to be together uh it it, it was that moment that i'm like oh, okay I, I i get why people people splurge on that <laughs> um but we're we're finding our way just like everybody else. And um, part of that is being open and just listening, um, listening to what the other one has to say. So, so I, I met her um, at, at a bar actually, which was kind of funny because, you know, whoever met anybody worth a damn at a bar. Um, but it turns out that I, I met the love of my life at a bar and, um, and it's been 10 years strong and it, we continue to grow each day and we accept each other for who we are and we challenge each other to be better and and we don't do it by pointing out each other's faults 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 i don't know what faults is but faults and instead we ask questions why do you feel that way why is this bothering you what could i do differently you know instead of just instantly getting a personal attack based on the situation and closing ourselves off and then we stop listening. So, so I met her locally, and um, and this relationship is something that I feel is an example that I take into every interaction that I have throughout the day. And and part of it comes from this understanding that love is a sense of giving. That love is not a sense of of taking and receiving. Um, but in order to give, we have to be open. And in order to be open, we have to be able to listen and have those things come in to us, um, and be heard and absorbed and understood. So, so I've worked with a wide range of clients and, you know, we all have these similar stories and, 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 and then we share them amongst each other. And then all of a sudden we have a sense of connection. And I feel like so much of our life, we constantly search for the set sex. I am all over wordy and all over the mor- this morning. I obviously, my mouth and my mind are not agreeing with each other. So hang in there. Thank you so much. Appreciate your patience. Um, 
but I, I realized this, and as I've aged, I look back to my childhood, and I'm like, wow, well, talk about a whole new perspective. Um, I grew up with polar opposites. My my father kind of wanted really nothing to do with us, and just, oh, I'll buy you this, and you know, I provide and I buy you things. So I'm a good father, and because he had his own struggles that he was not willing to deal with, and I feel like my mother on the same point was um, making up for her childhood. And um, our twin identity became her identity. And then we were no longer allowed, it felt like, to be twins because we were now possessions of her. And and I'm making both my parents to sound out bad, but they're really, really, like, good-hearted people. And that's, I would say, kind of where this whole um, sense of digging starts is I question my folks why are you not talking about the things that I can clearly see are bothering you? And and you fill yourself with your your distractions, your social media, your your purchases, your fancy sculptures and representations of who you are. Um but you're actually missing the one thing that defines who you are, which is that inner working of self that constantly makes you take the actions that you take every day. And and when we don't challenge that inner self, then we don't grow. And and that that's that's you know what I'm starting to to realize and just have fully invested in because it's so damn fascinating that it gets easier, not harder. The hardest part to going down a road of vulnerability is opening the door. Once you open the door, it's like, oh my God, this is so much easier. Sitting there in anxiety to send an email that you don't want to send is so much harder than just actually having that face-to-face conversation with that person and saying, I don't respect this decision or I don't, um, you know, agree with this decision or maybe I do, but whatever it is, we got to own it. And, you know, we got to share that face-to-face. I'd say, you know, I'm sending you this. I I don't a hundred percent agree with it. Um, or, you know, this conversation is really hard for me to have, but but be real, be genuine, own it, mean it, be a little bit about who you are. So if you've ever met anybody who's ADHD, um, I've managed mine decently well. I've learned to look at all the tracks and decide what train is um, jumping and changing lanes. Um, but, But sometimes it bounces around and we cross tracks. But most of the time, I feel like I can get the train back on track. I do this little unique thing where I visualize uh, buckets around me. Like I've got these five gallon buckets and I just put visual things like emojis, you know, maybe it's my Jen emoji. Maybe it's my wife emoji. Maybe it's my, you know, friend Josh emoji. And I put these different things into these buckets around me. So it, to me, it becomes visual. It does not become words. And I realize that I'm a visual learner, so this is a method that works for me. So I can close my mind and come back to these buckets and take things out of them. Um, so jumping back onto the train and the backstory, if you've ever met anybody who's ADHD, they got to tell you like 10 backstories before they actually get to the story and the point. So 
podcasts that are going to be coming out, you know, uh, whole, I'm shooting for a duration of weekly. Um, we might get a little more as my passion builds, but um, who knows? Weekly is going to be what I am shooting for ideal, but at the same time, I never want to force myself to record a podcast that is not genuine and true. If I'm not feeling like doing it, then I should set that aside until either the deadline approaches and I have to do it, or, you know, I feel like I can really commit. But if that deadline approaches, then that's that time for ownership. Um, so I, I've, after I got out of college, you know, getting into my backstory a bit more, getting into this after I've got out of college and met my wife, um, I really dove into being a full-blown just wellness professional and consultant and, um, and I, I, I did it originally because of the identity behind it, not because of the impact I was having. And that was a link that was connected to jumping identities, um, from being a twin to being a wellness professional. Um, these are all elements that make up who I am, but they are not things that clearly identify me into that group. So going back into high school, I would just float between all these groups. You know, I was, you know, one morning I'd hang out with the jocks. One morning I'd hang out with the stoners. One morning I would, you know, hang out with the cheerleaders. Um, tried to hang out with the cheerleaders as much as I could, but, you know, it never really happened as often as I wanted it to. But because I didn't fit in and I realized I still don't fit in and it's because I really clearly haven't defined who I am as a person. But what I do know is these elements about me that feel good. And that's how I want to build myself up and put myself together with. But the, it's all been a, a struggle of realizing that we show things through, through telling and we don't show things through action. So, so I've been in my profession for about 12 years now. And, um, and I realized that the more that we talk about these things, the more that we share, the more we empower others to do so. Um, and my moment for realizing this is, is not really, I would say, a clearly defined moment. Um, but more of a sequence of events where things have gone wrong. And I'm like, what what happened? And I'm like, oh, it's because I wasn't listening. Um, and so, you know, it's just this, this crazy thing about, you know, we each have these stories that build us up to who we are. And mine is part of that is being a twin. You know, both my parents living on the same property, you know, and my brother and I going from my mom's to my dad's. It's kind of come and go based as we feel. And, um, you know, they're all weird interactions that we have to interpret and just kind of take them for what they are. Um, but thank you so much. This is just a little glimpse into my life, who I am. Um, our next podcast will be coming out here with a very specific story. Um, and uh, I can't wait to share that with you. So as my wife says, I've reached a point where I'm adding nothing to the conversation. I'm just rambling. So have a splendid day and uh, pay attention to those of us around us and practice listening. Thank you so much.